Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Three minutes until showtime. Two minutes until showtime. One minute until showtime. Your show will go live in five seconds. Four, three, two, one. Lost Talk Radio.
Welcome to the show, everybody. This is Reach Out America, and it's the rights of the few with Brian Robertson. The number to call into the show is 516-453-9128. And if you would like to speak to me, the host, press 1. We are on the front lines. That's why I played that intro, which is one of my favorite intros. There is a war. In the description, you see that I say that's one of the subjects tonight. We are at war, and I have realized this, and you're saying, oh, Brian, tell me something I don't know. Well, that's what I'm going to do, is I'm going to tell you something you don't know. Because this war we are engaged in is not what you think. You think, yes, we are at war because we have ISIS, we have Russia, we have China. All these things the mainstream media and the establishment tells us we are at war with. But... That is not the real war. The real war is in the mind. I read a book. Now, I will say, I am a Christian. Yes, I do believe in God, the God of the Bible. And... It says in the scripture we are to take our thoughts captive because that is something very important. Our thoughts governs what comes out. And I read a book. Now, I'm not a fan of a lot of the television ministries. I'm not going to say all of them are bad. Some of them are not.
Now, I read a book by Joyce Myers called The Battlefield of the Mind. Am I a fan of her? Not exactly, but that book still was very powerful. That book really explains where the battlefield truly is at. The battlefield of reality is in the mind. It is in our mind. And I'm going to go over a lot of key facts over this hour to to flesh this out. Now, I'm going to look something up right quick. I'm going to read to you what fear does to the mind. Why do you think the establishment pushes Fear. Now, see, you justify, you justify like the news. Well, we sh- we need to know what's going on because we need to feel safe. And I agree with that. But do you not realize that the fear is there to stop you from being able to critically think? Because that is what it's about. It's not about keeping you safe so you are informed. It's about, the system is set about to control the people. Okay? And how has this system been put in place? Now, we are told we are a free country. And I will tell you now, we are anything but free. A taxpayer is what you are if you're paying taxes. Does that mean you're free? You're thinking, oh, but we got to pay for our services. Really? Free men don't pay taxes. Slaves do. Go look through history. Look who paid taxes and who didn't throughout every empire throughout history. One, through taxation, you do not 
own anything. You have this mortgage. You have that you paid for. Let's say your that your house is paid for. Do you own it? You say, "Oh yeah, I got the title." You don't own it, but paying your taxes, ownership means it can't be taken. But will you take a stand? Will you take the time to learn the system and how it works and how to navigate it? No, you take it on assumptions because out of fear. It is, you will not take a stand and say, I will not support this system anymore because, oh, if I don't, I may go to jail. You're already in jail. You may not be in a jail in bars, but you're already in jail because you're not free. So the system puts out all the messages that are covered in lies to keep you afraid. Now, are you afraid? Well, let's look. How many of you that will listen to this show will say that that we have to have all this government policies and institutions to keep us safe because because without it we would be in danger really up until 9/11 we never had the patriot act did we ever get attacked as a nation outside of Pearl Harbor? No. Never did. Our main part of the nation has never been attacked. Alaska's never been attacked, which is kind of interesting. And I'd almost be willing to bet why Alaska's never been attacked is all the oil. Because when you do the research yourself, you find that the big banking families, they dictate what happens and where it goes. You get the official story, but you never get the true story. Here's an example. Look how the media pushed the ISIS attack in Paris. Look at the fear it produced. What did it do? Gave France an excuse to go to war? What is this turning into? This is turning into, honestly, World War III. But back to the fear factor. Fear keeps you from being able to critically think. How many times do you hear things that sound 
horrible. And you will tell yourself, no, there is no way that can be real. No, they they wouldn't do that. But you'll never go look. Why? Because you're controlled by fear. Fear keeps you from analyzing to find the truth. See, this whole established system is to attack your mind. Look at vaccines. Most people vaccinate their children. Most people I run into said, yeah, but I won't take any because every time I do, I get sick. If that's all it was going to do is make give you a flu, you know, I could probably say okay with that. But look at our children. Look how sick they are. Do I think for a second our children have not been affected by vaccines? Am I going to say they are the main cause? Yes. Are they the only cause? No. But they tell you out of that you have to vaccinate your children. So out of fear of reprisal from the government, you go do it because you know those people wouldn't lie to you. See, that's what fear tells you. Fear tells you, oh, they wouldn't lie to me. Uh, Yes, they would. They would lie to you. That's how fear works. Fear works through lies. I know that when I did the research, I found out that vaccines are horrible. And then I went and found out that not only are they horrible, but I've been lied to. So I got, did I get angry? Yes, I got angry, justifiably angry. But I didn't let the fear keep me away from it. Then you go look at fluoride, prime example. Fluoride, they tell you, is for your teeth. So you're afraid you're going to have bad teeth if you don't get fluoride. So you don't go look up what it truly is. Fluoride, sodium fluoride is hexafluoroacetic acid. It does nothing but injure your teeth. It raises bone cancer in boys by 30%. It affects every organ in the body. But you don't go look it up to see what they're doing in the city water by poisoning you because you are afraid. What is the primary thing fluoride does? It attacks the pineal gland. It is called the third eye. I believe in a creator, like I said earlier. 
I believe in the God of the Bible. <clears throat> now, this creator, if he made us for him, he would have gave us a way to communicate and hear from him. My belief from all the research is that was the pineal gland. It is. It has the same rods and cones like your eyes do. They've known about the pineal gland as far back as ancient Egypt. You can go look it up. Call it the God gland. Why is it that the establishment is putting stuff in the water that calcifies the pineal gland? Do you think it's maybe to keep you from your spiritual side? Now back to the vaccine things. Look at the new vaccines they're researching and coming out with. Who is one of the main funders of vaccines? That would be Bill Gates through the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. And everybody's sitting around saying, yeah, you know, the big old inventor of Microsoft, he did such great things for this country because he developed Microsoft and computers. Really? He didn't do that great a job. What he did do was he's part of the eugenics movement. Hi, Vince. Hi, Vince. Hello? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, I, I had it muted for. I, I got too much background noise going on. Oh, you're fine. I just realized all uh, this time. I just realized all this time nobody was hearing me. At least not on Blog Talk. On Talk Show, they are. So hey, if I, I, was, I, just, lost, I just heard a lady come on. She, I just heard a lady come on. She just says, "Please wait." all she said <laughs> well it's uh interesting how life plays its hands so yeah it is and i was on a roll too so we'll have to go download the podcast later on talk show to actually fix it so it's huh. all good yeah, I've been on a roll. I was looking up information online, not really realizing I was muted the whole time. That's why you probably didn't hear me. So don't I feel like oh. talking? But that's why I like that's why I like live shows. I like things that are real. I don't like scripted. 
Yeah. I like I the mistakes and all. But what I was just getting mm-hmm. into was what I've been discussing, and trust me, I'll go back and I'll fix it. I'll go grab the talk shoe, upload it to here, so that way it'll be on both. Um, I was talking about vaccines, and the the whole thing about this show is how the establishment right now, what I've been discussing is fear, okay? How fear is used in every aspect to control our lives. And what I was discussing mm-hmm. was vaccines and how the establishment tells you, oh, you have to vaccinate your children. It's the law. But yet the parents, well, I hear that everywhere I go. They don't go look. But why? Two things they'll say. They wouldn't lie to me. Or, But if I don't, they'll come after my children. That is fear-based reasoning. Nobody go look. They will not go look up anything to find out if it's true. They just do what they're told. Yep, I just wrote three articles about that. I write articles from time to time about that. That's part of what I do for a living. We know for a fact, we, we bury thousands every year from the flu vaccine, and we bury thousands of babies every year. And I watched a flu shot, met my grand my grandchild, because uh, my daughter did it on her own. Yeah. And I, and I, 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 see, I see the damage in my business. We're, we're not allowed to report and tell the people about the thousands of people we bury every year. We don't, our industry is not allowed to tell them, and they won't. But we do bury, we bury thousands every year, babies, autism. The Amish don't have any autism in their rank. It's amazing, and they don't, they don't vaccinate. And there's a natural cure for almost every disease out there. I mean, I brought my, my youngest daughter back from lupus. I've got buddies that don't have cancer, number one, because it's, there's a natural way to get rid of that stuff. And people don't know it because the FDA is being paid $400 million a year by the by the drug companies to stay quiet, stay on their side. Corruption at its highest. Yeah, it is. Um, it's it's not just corruption. See, I don't. It it is. In in a way, it is corruption. It is greed. It is. Um, People only care about themselves at the top, and they look at us as little people, but it's not that. I agree with what Joel Skousen has said. Joel Skousen said there is no way possible that the system could be setting – the system that is being put in place, there's no way it could span the amount of centuries it has spanned. And it be a human endeavor. There is something greater that is doing it. Now, he is a Christian. So what he's talking about, he believes it's satanic influences. And I agree with that because, you know, the Bible talks about what's what's going to happen in the near future. It's what we call the last days. But what I see is what I was talking about was Bill Gates. Now, who is oh, funding yeah. a lot of the what he is funding a lot of the vaccine research at 
the Bill and Melinda, Bill and Melinda Gates found, Foundation. Mm-hmm. Okay. So remember the little town. Remember the little town in Mexico where they vaccinated. I'll just chase real quick before I forget it. They vaccinated on the end of what? It was about seventy-five percent of those babies died. I don't know if you remember that or not. I did not know that. Yeah, about seventy-five. It's a little small town in Mexico. Bill Gates was part of that, and said seventy-five percent of those babies that reported died after that. It all it's from the vaccination. But I believe all this is part of depopulation. That's what. That's my belief now. That is part of it, yes. But I think it's deeper than that. Okay, I think it's training, and I'll get into that here in a second. Now, the vaccines, do I believe in vaccine science? Yes, it's a 500-year-old science. Is it true that if you give somebody, when they're healthy, a weakened form of a disease, what they used to do, way back when, was at the opportune time, which would be usually late spring, early summer when the sun is at the highest, when you're getting the most vitamin D, okay, because you've got to have sunlight to produce vitamin D, okay? That would be when you, you're, when you are your healthiest, okay? They would go, somebody come down with smallpox, they would go get a toothpick and pop one of the postules and then prick you with it, and you would get a form of the sickness, you would get an immune system. Do I believe in that? Yes. But that is not what they're doing. They are training us. There's no, there, you cannot say that we are so sick as a society. When I was, I'm 42. When I was in school, you did not see children sick everywhere like you see today. We started out back then, I think we had five vaccines, maybe six, at most seven when I was in school. You didn't see kids everywhere sick. But now you're getting it upwards of 70 vaccines, and you're seeing kids everywhere sick, kids everywhere dying. We have, we have one of the highest infant mortality rates in the world. Yep. And, and you would think that would be in a third uh-huh. world country. No, it's not a third world country. It's us. Now, the reason why I say it's training is if you go back to who Bill Gates is, who was his father? His father was president of Planned Parenthood, one of the members of the uh, Cold Springs Harbor. That's the National Eugenics DNA Database. Okay. So were the Bushes. Mm-hmm. Prescott Bush was president of uh, – was one of the – founding members of that. Now, the newest vaccine technology, now how many people that will be listening to this knows how drugs work? You, The reason why drugs are so Less addictive... Than 5%. Huh? Less than 5%, I would say, believe it. Well, yeah, but do the people that will be listening to this show or that are listening now do you know how drugs work? You do, because you're—I'm taking it in the medical field. Um, now I'm in the insurance and food, food science, but I okay. do. Okay. So, but you have enough history in it to know a little bit about biology. So, drugs are so addictive. Why? Because 
they mimic the endorphins your body naturally creates at a heightened level. So your receptors in the brain uptake that and give you the euphoria or the high. So one of the big things that Bill Gates is pushing now, which they are in development of, and they're almost ready to release them. They're already in trials. Vaccines for fear, vaccines for stress, vaccines for drug addiction. Now, the one for drug addiction is a genetically modified herpes virus that goes into the brain and builds a plaque on the receptor sites in your brain. Why is that important? Now, here, now this is where I get a little off that subject for a second, now being a Christian. One of my number one studies is end times Bible prophecy. I always had a problem with the section on the mark of the beast. Not that it was going to happen. Yes, I believe it's going to happen. But there was one little key part that once you take the mark, you're damned. There is no more forgiveness. The reason that gave me a problem was the Bible's clear. There's only one sin you can't be forgiven for, and that was blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. But the mark of the beast, that's not blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. That is something else. So why is that? And then it got the fitting falling into place. Looking at all the information I've researched and looked into, the mind, remember what I, I had the conversation before the show with you about the battlefield is in the mind. Now why would they be developing vaccines that go into the brain to build a plaque on the receptor sites. Why? Because they are training you to take vaccines so that way when they develop them, when they go in there and rewire your brain, it changes you. It changes your very existence to where you can no more think for yourself. You will lose your free will. Well, you said they got they got a drug out there. They said they, they can cause make you want to gamble. Yeah, well, shoot, they're looking at the they got sleeping drugs out there. Go ahead. Well, go look at all the shooters, school shootings, go all the way back to Columbine. Every single one of them are on psychotropic drugs. Go read the inserts. What does it do? It says it will cause a psychotic break, will cause suicidal tendencies. Now they're finding out that the that girls are losing their inhibitions. Wait a minute. Daughters are going down to spring break and doing whatever they want. Why? Because they're losing their inhibitions because they're on these drugs. The establishment knows exactly what they're doing to destroy this country. Oh, but it's... Sleeping drugs, you know, it's amazing. I think they're about sleeping drugs. That the sleeping drugs, one of the biggest side effects is suicide. And there are people out there committing suicide, and they're happy people. They don't know why they're doing it. You come to find out they're on two or three old sleeping drugs. I know a guy who was happy as he can be. All of a sudden, he killed himself. Go look at Ambien. What does it do? Makes you sleepwalk. Mm -hmm. And it's like, wow. And you will do things on Ambien yeah. you did not know you did when you wake up. I know. 
it's sad, but it was, it's the number one cause of death in the country, but we have to report it number four. But we bury over 10,000 people every five weeks from the correct use of pharmaceutical drugs, at least that many every five weeks. And it's, it's just sad because we, we, we know that once you're on four drugs, you've got a 25% chance to live in Oregon. And you get on one drug to break your body down in another area, so you've got to have a drug for that area. And then that breaks your yep. body down in another area, and you've got to have another drug. And it's ongoing. Mm-hmm. When my little girl has lupus, and I found a natural product to bring her back, because there is no cure for it, but I, I knew doggone well there was. And so, yes. But, I mean, she was on eight drugs a day. I told my wife, the drug was going to kill her before the lupus did. I knew it was. I've been doing this for too long. And thank yep. God, we, he brought a natural product to my door one morning, unbeknownst, and got her on it. And nine months later, my daughter was fine. And you know one of the causes of lupus is vaccines. It's in the inserts. We think that's where it came from. Well, I didn't know any better when she was young. She's 36 mm-hmm. now, but we didn't know. And we traced it back to where it lowered her immune system so much. We are almost positive it came from a vaccine. I don't know the actual vaccine, but I will tell you that, yes, there is a vaccine insert that has the side effect of lupus. Vaccine mm-hmm. insert. The autoimmune diseases. That's right. And I didn't know autoimmune diseases were so easy to cure. I didn't know that. The medical field tells you there's no cure for it. I know girls who had three to six months to live with MS. And they're out of their wheelchairs and living because they took a natural product. And they're, they're not dying no more. But if they stay with the medical field, they'd be dead right now. Well, they, they, you know, you know I'll tell you there is, before, the first cure for cancer was 1898. Cancer is viral. 1935, University of Texas study proved the fact that it was uh, viral. Look at there. Mm-hmm. Cervarix is one of them. Uh, it's a PDF on FDA.gov. Cervarix, it says uh, terms include systematic lupus, urethematosus, and cutaneous lupus. That's just one insert that I found. Yep. It's sad, buddy. I, I, I have thought about that so many times. That, that first cure was 1898, and the reason the AMA put him out of business in 1903 is because he was healing every single person that came to him with cancer. Not one person died. His name was Jay Rife, and they put him out of business. Because there's no money in a cure. The right people behind closed doors will tell you that they don't want a cure because they've raised over $3 trillion in the last 50 years for cancer research. They wouldn't have got that $3 trillion if there had been a cure. It's not about finding a cure. It's about bleeding the wealth out of the people and controlling your death. See, what the, what the establishment really wants to do, they want you to go to school, to be trained to be a slave, to work in their factories for 20 years or less. Well, no... 40 years or less, you know, and right before retirement, after you've given to your retirement, die. Because oh, yeah. people don't people don't think about it. Who We don't have money. We don't have any money whatsoever. What we have is an IOU. 
We have notes. The bankers that own the Federal Reserve, like J.P. Morgan Chase, uh, Wells Fargo, uh, all these banks, they own the Federal Reserve, the big banks. Now, they print fiat money that's not backed by nothing, not worth anything. You just think it's worth something, so you use it. All you're doing is transferring the debt. Nothing ever gets paid off. So what they do is they are willing to pay for everything because what they're doing is buying up the countries for pennies on the dollar. So the insurance companies, the big insurance companies, wrote Obamacare, which lowers the standard of health care and increases the premiums that you have to pay. That goes to the insurance companies, which are owned by the same freaking banking families. And then you pay into Social Security all your life expecting to get a pittance of what you pay of what you made all your life, thinking you're going to be able to retire, and all it's doing is going to those banking families and you'll never see it. They're stealing your will. Because if they told you how to cure this Great. stuff, guess what? You, you wouldn't need them. That's right. Same thing with the Federal Reserve, all the way down the line, all greed, corruption. I listened to an uh, audio book, Two Treaties of Government, by John Locke. John Locke, I don't know if you know who he is, but he lived back in the late 1600s, early 1700s. Another name. Now, yeah, well, he was, he taught Thomas Jefferson. As in his writings was what Thomas Jefferson used on the principles of government and property. Now, everybody got angry over the banker bailout. You know, too big to fail. That was the first time I ever heard of a bailout. Didn't know nothing about it. Thought it yeah, I said, that's corruption. Yeah, it is. That's true. Everybody knew that. But nobody knew that that ain't the only bailout that's happened. It's happened more times than you care to admit in this country. A good book to read is called The uh, Creature from Jekyll Island. It goes all the way back to the beginning of this country to where we had our first central bank. And it goes through most of the presidents and their policies and how they worked with central banks and what got them killed and this, that, and the other. It went all the way back to the Revolutionary War, the Civil War, all that. And that's not the only bailouts, banker bailouts that's happened. Shoot. That's how we got Amtrak, was the bailout of the train industry. Um, John Locke, when I listened to those audiobooks, I said, wow, this is how the systems always work. Corporations get in bed with government, get laws passed to where you have to do their services. So that way what? They get wealthy. That's why you get people in office that work for the same companies because now they owe their buddies uh, little bribes, basically. They owe, they owe them things, and they get laws passed to make sure you have to do their products. So that way, it's all a rigged game. Mm-hmm. Yep. It is, buddy. Far back as you can take it. It's just... I, I think it was... Uh, it was the Federal Reserve. It was uh, I was one of my favorite. Andrew Jackson, I think. He was, he was the guy that took us off it actually destroyed the Federal Reserve for that period of time, but then they come back. Yeah, he on his deathbed said he killed the bankers, and it wasn't that he literally murdered them. It was 
he destroyed the central bank of his day. And they actually attempted to assassinate him with two single-shot pistols. I believe that was an act of God. Two single-shot pistols and they in the stomach, and they both misfired. They tried to assassinate him, and that's oh, sure in the was. historical record. And you know, it's funny you say that. We've had two presidents assassinated, and both of them had one thing. John Kennedy, I think it was Taft, if I'm right. But they both had one thing in common. They both were going to shut down the Federal Reserve. Well, I tell and you what, I'll take, take it a step further. Go look at all the presidents that there's either been an assassination or an attempted assassination. And then go look at the fingerprint evidence. And people will say, fingerprint evidence? We don't have fingerprints from back then. You don't miss it. You don't get what I'm saying. Fingerprint is a pattern. So you go look at the patterns. You've got Andrew Jackson. You've got Abraham Lincoln. You've got John F. Kennedy. And you've got Taft. Now, that one I didn't know much about, and I'm learning about that when I heard that recently. But you've got Ronald Reagan. So let's just deal with the four I know. We just discussed Andrew Jackson. Now let's go to Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln, one, was not as big a saint as people think. Okay. The, no, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. Was he a Christian? That's between him and God. But what I do know is he didn't like the central bank of his day either. Okay, so he brought out the Lincoln Greenback, constitutional debt-free money. The central bank of his day didn't like that. He was assassinated. Then you fast forward to John F. Kennedy. What did John F. Kennedy do? See, the big banking families, they fund both sides of the war. See, it's already out in public that our government is funding ISIS. Wait a minute, they were once called Al-Qaeda. Oh, no, they were called the Mujahideen at the beginning. We have funded them the whole time. And Obama now, had go, that's right, our, our military trains them. And don't like it either. Yeah, but now you got you go back to John of, F. Kennedy. Yeah, Obama just. You go back to John F. Kennedy. Yeah. What did he want to do? He wanted to get us out of the Vietnam War because he knew what was going on. The bankers were funding both sides of the war. He brought back the Lincoln Greenback. He lowered taxes across the board between thirty and fifty percent. Why is that important? because then the people had more money. And the next year, tax receipts more than doubled coming into the government because people had money to spend. The bankers don't like that because then the people can get out of debt. The people can spend money. It's The bankers want to control everything. So what do they do? They assassinate him. Then you go to Ronald Reagan. We have the great a great economy because of his thing. Now, Ronald Reagan was by no means no saint either. He did a lot of bad things like in the education system. But one thing he believed in was the people being prosperous. He lowered taxes. <clears throat> so what did they do? Done an attempted assassination to him. And Mm-hmm. You see the same thing. You see little patterns that point the finger to a criminal element within the government that spans over a century. So, it's not 
that I will say I don't even think that some of these people throughout the histories have always been bad people. They haven't always been the best, but they haven't always been bad. They don't I don't think a lot of the people when you go through the historical records I think there are some people like right now in our Congress. You got we were talking about Obama. He's funding ISIS, this administration. What do you think Benghazi was about? They were they were giving weapons to Al Qaeda and if you really paid attention, we didn't get the name ISIS until Benghazi happened. And then they quit using the name Al Qaeda, switched it to ISIS to confuse the people. And are there people in Congress that do know what's going on? Yeah. But are there some that think they're going to do good? Yeah. There's also some that said there's no way that can say anything like they want. Why? They know what will happen. They'll be killed. Yeah, that's what I've been... Yeah. There's people that turn their back, and I believe they were forced to. I mean, look, Rand Paul has said a lot of great things. We should not be ISIS's Air Force and funding ISIS. He's talked about it. I'm surprised they ain't freaking killed him yet. But I will say some really good things. But see, it's not even mm-hmm. him. It's the establishment media. You, they won't tell the truth. All they do is push fear to keep people from critically thinking. I was, uh, I run into a guy at the restaurant the other night, old man. I think he was a veteran. I didn't even get to ask him. I was pretty sure he was. We got to talk about how war is just a racket. It's never about what we told, what we thought it was. And he, he agreed. But when I got to talking about 9/11 being an inside job, oh, he couldn't handle that. He got angry. He got up. He left. And the guy beside me just said, closed-minded. I said, some people are. The guy beside me agreed. We're just sitting there at the bar talking. Mm-hmm. It's called a false flag. You name the event in this country, and I've said it on multiple shows, on other people's shows. I said, I will have a debate with anybody that's willing, that does not agree I said, you name the event that happened, and I will go over the facts to show you that the government had some form of knowledge it was going to happen. Sandy Hook. Sandy Hook didn't happen. I know it didn't. You look at the evidence, you look at the... You look at the FOIA hearings that Halbig did in Connecticut, the government finally had to come in and shut it down because out of fear that he was going to expose. It, did, did Sandy Hook exist as in, was there a drill? Yes. Were, were some of the, were the footage on TV real? Yes. But did anything truly happen? No. It was all for show. Now, some of those kids, they said, died, have, have been seen alive. They've been seen alive. 
Nobody has seen the death certificates. Nobody has seen the graves. Why was it that Sandy Hook, four, was it five, six years ago, no Internet traffic? Yeah, somewhere in there. It was totally closed down. They just bulldozed that school, if I'm correct, about, what, six months ago? They, well, I thought they did it sooner than that uh, because they they didn't want nobody to see it. Yep, because that school had been closed, I think, for two years, if I'm right. I may be wrong, but I thought it had. Yeah, it, it it had been closed. And, you know, Wolfgang Halbig, actually, he did, all he did was ask policy questions. He didn't, he didn't go do nothing. I mean, this is like one of the leading experts in school safety across the whole country. I mean, all he did was ask policy questions. Who... Who did who told Life Flight not to come? Who um, ordered the porta potties? The porta potty company would not discuss that. We can't discuss it. Um, who told the ambulance workers to not go inside? You got deaths of children. Why do you not have the first responders in there attending to them? Who named the children dead eight minutes after? they were supposedly shot without an autopsy. I mean, there is just so much problems with with it that you, you cannot say that any person critically thinking, cannot they cannot look at it and say the official story makes sense. But people will believe what they see on TV and hear on TV, and they will not go work, look for themselves. Because they've been brainwashed. The dumbing down of America, I think, started back in the early 60s. Yeah. I think that's when it started. I agree. Yeah, it's not, well, our, 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 government, our government started paying women to have kids. And well, I remember that. I, I was in the insurance business in 1969. And I remember once that woman had her fifth baby, the government didn't care who the daddy was. They didn't care. Just have five babies. Once she had her fifth one, they doubled her welfare check. But she had to have five to get that uh, check double. They wouldn't do it on four. Hey, and they were trying to get—they were able bringing up voters. Huh? It's better than that. Okay. It's—it's it's all to destroy the family, because if you really look at it, they pay the mothers to not have fathers. So then the children don't have a proper family structure, which means more than likely the boys end up in prison. The girls end up with multiple children and no husband to take care of them. And what did Hitler say? Go after the women and children, so follow the men. I mean, it's 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 this whole thing of destruction of the family. See, I believe wholeheartedly that what it's all about is if you go do the research of genetically modified organisms, you go do the research like the vaccines and how they are uh, 
attacking our very DNA. Everything that God called good is being rewritten. Okay? Mm-hmm. God ordained an or and in and God ordained the family. So why is the system so against family? Because ultimately speaking, the people at the top are Luciferians. They worship Satan. And they and Satan yes. does not want anything that God ordained in place. They want to destroy everything that God said because they want to be their own God. Uh-huh. It's amazing they can't see it, but blind people can't see. People, no, it's not they that they can't see. see. No, I disagree with you. It's not that they can't. It's that they don't want to. See, I think when I think when you're blinded, though, it's just like when that well before I got saved. I thought the Christian life was sissies, but I really did. I couldn't see it. And when God turned me around and allowed disaster in my life and took those blinders off, I saw the real thing. But I was blinded for it, and I really couldn't see it, Brian. I couldn't see it. But, but if you really think about off. it, hold on. You think about it. Even before when the blinders were on, look at your childhood experiences. Your father would say, if you do this, this will happen. This will be the result of it. You did not want to see it. You did not want to hear it because you knew better. It's the same thing. It's this. It's human nature. Okay. We know best. I see. Okay, now I agree with what you're saying. I was talking about another part. Yeah, well, what I was talking yeah. about was, was thinking the Christian life is such a city side life. I really did. I believe that with all pretty much all my heart. I did believe it all my heart. I didn't want to live no sixty-five life, and I didn't. I did, I could not see the truth until he took the blinders off. Well, I know one thing. I and can then tell I you, it was not a, I give you a crash course earlier about my uh, about my testimony, and I'll tell you what. It has been a roller coaster ride. I never know what God's going to do next. You can't figure them out. That's impossible. And I don't try to. You know, you said God basically told you what you were to do and everything. I've had a different experience. He never tells me nothing until it's time. And I honestly believe the reason why is because I'm one of those, i got to know it all now. You know, so it's like, if I know it all now, then I can uh, help it along, basically. And God's like, no, because you will screw it up. He knows everybody. You're right. Everybody's different on how he operates. You are exactly right about that. Yeah, but he he told me over eight years ago, I need to start getting ready because he knew knew I would, and I would start preparing. He knew it. I don't worry about it. I, I, I know whatever's coming is coming. My job is just to be obedient. That is my job. Yep, that's it. And we're coming to a time really quick that 
that's what it's going to take. This, what we're getting ready to go into is going to be total reliance on God. Because the mm-hmm. system that, what they're doing, the system that's in place, that, that they're building, if you are a Christian, you are the enemy. But I say I believe we're only a few inches away from the American church going underground. I don't think we're that far away at all. We're not. We're not. It's right around the corner. It is very much all around the corner. And I actually took a uh, I took a three classes. As in, I was I went to seminary. I like to call them cemeteries because they don't like hearing the truth. They want you to that's what exactly cemetery. what they tell you. Yeah, they. Um, yep. I was went to the seminary and the when I done one one uh, class was on the Book of Revelations, and I asked hard questions. They didn't like my hard questions either. They would only they would shut me off after the first like I could only ask one question per class. It was eight hours of one day a week on Saturdays because we were all working people, and it lasted for about two months when you do the class and I or a month. Okay, so I'd done three of those different classes over a three month period, and I'd ask legitimate questions they'd never answer. But one of the things during that class that I did learn is that the biggest movement growing, there are churches shutting their doors left and right across this country. People are leaving the organized church, and they're going back to the New Testament church structure, the home church. They're coming together, searching the scriptures out for themselves. And I can say God... I I think I got to tell you earlier, I said, I think God is really starting to raise a standard, building a remnant. I think our country is going to be destroyed. The maps are going to have to be redrawn. I don't think that our country will be totally wiped out. I think there will be certain bastions of freedom where you will be safe, so to speak. But it's going to be because of God. Like, there will be some states that there will be borders. Yeah. There will be some states where you will have, just like the founding of this country, people think the United States of America is one country. No. Fifty countries in union. That's what people don't get. Some of those countries will end up breaking off. Utah, I think, be one of them. It's not by chance. I think Utah was named in Jade Helm. I think Texas was named parts of California. There's actually been discussions. I've seen stuff where California's talking about splitting. Um, I think that's going to happen. There's going to be certain areas of the country that are going to separate themselves, and they are going to be primarily Christian areas. Yeah, I hate that, but what my, my biggest thing is that I believe America's getting ready to get a taste to see how people live in war torn areas, I think that's they they get ready to get a wake up call to that. They've heard about yes. it, and even they've read about it, but they've never had to go through it. 
You're all right. And before we go to break, I will say yes. this. I do believe God is going to is passing judgment on this country. You can't kill the amount of babies we've killed through what's called abortion that we now see are babies. Even at early weeks, they're, when they're born, you can see the pictures. They're babies. You cannot... Do the evil that we've done and not think that if there is a creator that he is not going to judge this country. Well, look, judgment's already here, Brian, but I think full-blown judgment is coming. I really believe that. Yes. Yes. It's going to get bad. And I, but, I, but I still believe that 95% of America is going to get caught. I don't think they're going to have a clue when it's coming, and they're not going to know how to react. And I believe pastors are going to be held accountable who know and don't warn their people. Well, I will tell you, Chuck Baldwin's doing a great work. I was telling, uh, what's yep. his name yesterday I told you about? He's uh, He had an initiative that he started over a year ago where he is teaching pastors how to get out from under the 501c3, and a lot of pastors are following that and getting out from under it and or yep. getting back to the Bible and God-controlled churches. Yep. It needs to happen, Brian. It really needs to happen. Yes, it does. You know, now, I don't know, buddy. Well, we're at the top of the hour. Do I know? There you go, buddy. But if there's somebody else that needs that wants to talk or whatever, I mean, you go ahead. I'll... Now, I don't know if anybody's listening online, but you're the only caller we got. Huh. I thought oh, Eric Moore was going to join us. Yeah, I can tell. I, I, I thought Eric Moore would join us because he used to come on my show every time. I sent him a message earlier because he ain't talked to me in a while. I kind of was like, I miss him. Good Christian brother. He's actually running for president. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, Eric Moore, he's a truck driver. I know, like, I know a couple truck drivers actually filled out the paperwork and are running for president. Huh. And it's going to be interesting, but it's the first time in my life. I, I, I'm, I'm waiting to see if there's going to be an election. I really am. I'm just waiting. I know. Me too. I'm waiting. So, I'm well, just we have to. Sure. Yeah, we have to go to break for a few minutes. This is the rights of the few. But, reach out America. But you go ahead. But you go ahead. I need to get back on this project that I'm working on everything, but I just want to call in just for a little while. Well, call in any Sunday, 7 to 9 Eastern. That's, I'll be on here. All right. All right. Enjoy the conversation, buddy. God bless you, brother. You, you too, buddy. See you. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye. This is... This is the top of the hour, Reach Out America, the rights of the few with Brian Robertson. And if you would like to call in, the number is 516-453-9128. And if you would like to speak to the host, press 1. We will be back in a few minutes.
Welcome to the 2020 Vision Show with your host, Bill Muckler. We all know the problems. Now hear the solution. back to the show everyone this is reach out america the rights of the few with brian robertson and this is every sunday from seven to nine eastern and the call-in number is 
4539128. And if you would like to speak to the host, press 1. So we were talking earlier about fear. And I think the ISIS attack in Paris pushes that fear. We have someone that is, you could consider them a bully. What does a bully do? If you power to him, you will continue to get picked on. Hello, Keeper. <laughs> wow, that was fast. How are you doing, Brian? Um, I'm trying to watch the board. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's amazing. Uh, you know, I've been paying attention to a number of things that are coming, to, coming across social media. I didn't expect to be on the radio that fast, but I appreciate you know you allowing me to be on your show. Oh, I always uh, like it when we're when we're talking because we kind of get along <laughs> like that, you know. Um. So I, I'm, I'm paying attention to social media, and people throw out some odd questions about what happened in, in Paris, and some suggest that there's this, you know, this governmental agenda. And for the life of me, I can't fathom what the governmental agenda might be in regards to Paris specifically. At the same time, if there were three teams, and I understand the math. Okay, this is this is where I'm coming from here. I understand the math. You know, you got three teams. They all got uh, theoretically. We don't know what kind of weapons they had specifically yet, but let's go with an AK-47. If they all had AK-47s and somehow got um, a rifle that size into some political arena or some arena in the first place, number one, they had to have help. And luckily, we've only lost roughly 140 people. Then again, when you're looking at this, okay, when you're looking at that, okay, so if you have three teams, say you've got three people apiece, and you have, you know, 30 rounds per person, we'll go roughly 90 rounds, 137 people or 140 people, 145 people dead. Thankfully, it was not more First of all, um, at the same time, supposedly these cats were trained. Yeah, maybe they were, maybe they weren't. But luckily, it was only. But I still wonder if there was a governmental agenda behind this. What could it be? And there's very few people talking about that. And when we look at America, obviously the political agenda is you know, if you look at North Carolina right now, where they say, well, you can go ahead and turn your, your, your weapons in and, and, you know, file or petition or whatever it is, find a agreement of nonviolence in North Carolina. While this is You saw that too, huh? <laughs> I did see that. I did. <laughs> and it really surprises me that anywhere in the United States of America, where we have the right to bear arms, anyone might push, uh, even even a soft push, 
such as this is, to turn in a weapon. Are you nuts? Are you kidding me? Really? You, you've got to be uh, more than, than stupid, in my personal opinion, to turn in well, a weapon when it, comes to, <laughs> when it comes to this stuff. I mean, come on. You want to know when, when there are people saying a government agenda. I absolutely agree with that. And you're you're scratching your head saying, what would be the agenda? The agenda was established a long time ago. Well, yeah, but see, you know, all the people, you know, in whatever country, yeah, I mean, most most civilized or westernized, quote unquote, westernized countries, are taking some form of medication. Well, so their their memory has been shortened. So what right now would be the governmental or the political agenda to get people to react a certain way in regards to this particular attack in, in Paris? I mean, I, I can't see it. And I'm, maybe I'm blind. Maybe I'm not really paying attention to the, the you know, the, the, the ticks in the lock or something like that. But I really don't see the science before in this this particular arena. People want to say, sit there and suggest, okay, we're going to push and get into Iran and Iraq and, and actually go to war and it will be World War Three. Really? I don't see that. Specifically for us I, in America I, because our military is so limited. But go ahead. You should go look up a guy by the name of Albert Pike. He wrote Morals and Dogma. You know that book, don't you? He was considered the Mason's Mason. Lived back in the 1800s. Okay. He, there's a, you can find the writings online of, of him. Okay. One of his writings, he predicts three world wars. Do I think he was a prophet? No. He was part of the system. Now, am I saying that as in that all Masons are bad? No. I know some really great friends that are Masons. But he he predicted the first two world wars accurately, as in what they would be about, where they would start, and, how, and, and all of that. The third world war, he said, would be a clash against civilizations to destroy all religions to institute a world religion and a world system. If you really look, see, I started off the first hour talking about everything that, that the system puts out is fear-based. It's, it's, it's orchestrated at a fear mentality. If you look at how yeah, to be, they put... To be reactionary. That's what you're talking, yeah, what, what you're talking about, reactionary. Right. That, that, is, that is part of it. But I, I used to be smaller-minded when I thought of clash against civilization. Okay, I was thinking the three main religions, Judaism, Christianity, and, and, and Islam. It's bigger than that. It's not just religious order. Look, it's men against women. Look how they are attacking women, saying Bruce Jenner is the Woman of the Year Award, when no matter what you say, he's still a man. Even his genetics will always be a man. Okay, you cannot change the genes. And from my understanding, he still has the lower area intact. So he's not a 
woman. <laughs> but that being said, I mean, it just freaks me out. You got races are being pitted against each other. You've got the sexes being pitted against each other. You've got the children against the parents. The clash of civilizations, it's more than just religious in order. It's everything that was natural in order is being put against each other. Okay, so now we got all these first world countries allowing these immigrants to come in. What do you think's going to happen? Paris is not the first, and it's not going to be the last. Yes, that, yeah, that's definitely a scary part. Uh, you know, I, I'm still, I'm still trying to figure out. You know, like I said, people are, are suggesting that this was a, a government allowed or governmental subscribed or pushed ideal or, or whatever. And I'm not saying, uh, from my point of view, that. You know, the, the government of France said, yeah, let's go ahead and kill, kill our own people. I'm not saying that. I can if see If they it. knew something, well, I, I, on the outside, I can see it too. But what, what, I'm, what I'm going with here is that I cannot fathom and I do not understand what the design would be from a governmental point of view to get people to react. Now, I can understand, you know, we're going to get people fired up and we're going to go kill ISIS and every person in ISIS, et cetera, et cetera. That part I get. And yes. the extreme side of ISIS, sure, yeah, let's go wipe them out. We don't need the extreme part of Islam. There's no place yep. for it on the planet. Now, that's what I you do ever understand. Heard, and have you ever heard the term keep on up? If you... Excuse me, what term? Kibono. Who stands the game? Kibono. Kibono. Who stands no, the game? I, no. It sounds okay. Hawaiian, so go ahead. No, I think it's Latin. Um, it's who stands the game. If you look, who stands the game in a terrorist attack? It ain't Islam. It ain't ISIS. It's the government. You name the event. I've said it before, I'll say it again. I don't care if anybody ever wants to take me up on the offer. Name the event that has happened. You will find criminal elements in the government, bare minimum, allowed it to happen. Why is it, yeah, I've been, I saw a report today, that right before it happened, the CIA was meeting with the French intelligence. Now, you got to understand, if the if the clash of civilizations was is orchestrated, you got to look at everything from that perspective. Would they be pushing to get that to happen? Yes, we can see it happening. We can't deny. Okay, Albert Pike was a real person. He was a Mason. He did write morals and dogma. He did talk about clash of civilizations. And I'm not trying to pick on him per se, but if this is, if he was right on the first two and everything is appearing right on the third one, what is it happening? Yes, it is happening. There are people at the top of all these governments that are subscribing to this. It's, um, oh, what's the name of that book? They, they have the uh, 
special forces read. Um, and I cannot, it, I, I can name it any other time. Yeah, just put yourself on a spot and there you go. Um, yeah, it's like, I think it was written sure by Malthus. The ends justify the means. The ends justify the means is, is, is what it's talking about. So if they are pushing us towards this clash of civilization, there are people at the top of all these countries that for them, they have to break a few eggs. So if they lose 140 people, but that pushes their parliament. Or, or even 140,000 people. Yeah. Then what did it do? It pushed the agenda forward, which now the French are bombing ISIS, supposedly. First it was Russia, then now it's France. We're seeing everything gets orchestrated into a wider conflagration, minimal. Or it ain't going to be much longer. We're going to see World War Three. Well, you know, that particular World War Three is inevitable. Yes. I mean, we have. We, I mean, it's going to be forced on the population of the world. It's going to happen, and a lot of people don't understand that it's not going to be nuclear weapons. It's not going to be con you know, the the standard style warfare of, you know, me shooting at you and you shooting at me. This is a war for uh your conscience, how you think, how you see, how you view the world on a day to day basis. Uh I'm plain and simple. When you have an element that will not compromise, period, end of story. They will not compromise. And you have a, a, a the other side of it who, oh, yeah, sure, no, it's okay. And they appease. Speaking of that, did you see the acceptance. Speaking of... Okay, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's the kind of... I, give me a second here. That's the kind of agenda that's being... Uh, portrayed and pushed and suggested on across every level. I don't care who you are, except now in Paris. And I've been I've been looking into the UN quite a, quite a great deal here, and they're the ones right now that are that are pulling the strings. And who is ever is above them? I don't care what it is that you subscribe to. Uh, as far back as ninety seven, ninety six, ninety seven, ninety eight. Uh, there's been a great big united push from Islamic countries to stop uh, what they want to call racism because Western civilization calls racism, oh, no, the way they react to it, I should say. No, 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 we're not racist. It's okay. You can, you can, you can, you know, say whatever you need to, and, 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 and it's okay. We're not racist. But you can't be racist against a religion. It's not possible. You can be racist against a, a culture. You can be racist against a person for their skin color, for the way they you know, do all these other things. But it's not possible to be racist, quote-unquote racist, against a religion. And 
in my personal view, uh, Islam is not a religion. In my personal view, Islam is a political doctrine that people must adhere to, whoever you are. Otherwise, I mean, you're going to die. And the yes. choices that you're given are con- convert or die, period, end of story. And this, this attack in Paris that ISIS has claimed uh, you know, that they did or they pushed or something like that, it, that teaches people, that makes it aware, makes people aware that that is exactly how they're coming at you. There's no middle ground for these guys, girls, whatever, none. This way or you're going to die. And that's end of story. No middle ground. People need to wake up to that particular fact because that is exactly how it is. You know, convert or die, end of story. Yeah, and 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 uh, who sorry, is? Sorry to interrupt you. You're fine. You're you're all right. Who? But who is the number one group that is orchestrating this? You've heard me talk about this for a while. I don't see ISIS as a greatest threat as everybody else. Are they a serious threat? Yes. But they would not be that threat if it wasn't for our policies building them up. We're giving them the money. We're giving them the weapons through Benghazi, through Saudi Arabia, one of our supposed allies, through Qatar. We're the ones causing it to happen. Not just us, but also the British intelligence. Okay, this is the this is the fact that everybody looks at. They point the finger at ISIS. ISIS is a, is a distraction. This is being orchestrated. It's a symptom. Yes, it it is being orchestrated to bring the clash of civilizations. Look, they won't even close our borders. They're allowing these refugees. Now let's just look. Seventy percent of them, roughly, are military-age men, Muslims. Am I going to say they're all bad? No. Am I going to say a portion of them? Yeah. To what extent? We don't know. I saw a report the other day. The FBI has a thousand people that they are monitoring. Now, why does that bother me? Because and let me put your needle here. It now, was, this, is, it, this is what I woke up with this morning, literally, okay? Mm-hmm. We have now 3,000 advisors going to these countries, Iraq and Syria. Mm-hmm. They are training fighters. ISIS. And in, 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 pick, your, pick your fighter in the tactics of how Americans do stuff. I would really like to cuss in your radio program at that particular point, but I won't. This is a, I'm telling you, bottom of my heart, this is what this is a thought that woke me up today. We're sitting here sending three thousand, um, three thousand troops to train these guys as advisors on tactics, on weapons on how to go about uh, obliterating stuff. Now, what do you think is going to happen in, you know, four, 
five years from now, six years from now, when this conflict is still continuing, because any time America goes over there, you know it's going to last for longer than 10 years, 15 years. How long have we been in Iraq, Afghanistan, and now Syria that we're sending troops to that, you know, our Pesodis said he wasn't going to? To train these people in weaponary tactics and how to defeat their enemy and things like that, what happens when those guys come over here? They're not going to well, have 100% of the grip of what we do, but they're definitely going to have, you know, uh, a, a certain um, a certain way to deal with the things that, that, you know, everyday American citizens, you know, you got a gun. Okay, cool. Uh, but, you know, if you don't have, you know, 30, 40, 50, 60 guys or girls, because women shoot too, which is, I find absolutely awesome, um, Next to you, it is actually. I, I love a woman that actually can can shoot the gun, is not afraid of it, afraid of it, and like drops it. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Um, but really, there's you know our country, America, is training these people to fight in the kind of tactics that America uses to go kick their butt. Well, this is how we fight, and this is how you need to fight, you know, because it's going to be a door-to-door situation, or it's going to be a ground-type situation. Thankfully, I live in a forested area because they got no concept. What do they got out there? They got rocks. Rocks, period. Man, maybe some trees. You got a tree here and there, yeah, whatever. You got rocks and you got desert. Um, That's one thing that I'm thankful for where I live. Um, but yeah. that's what they're training in. That's how they're training them, to, to be able to basically confront American soldiers. But hands down, I mean, really, if you're training, if you're training, basically, if you're training the enemy and the tactics that we use to go fight the bad guys in some other country that really, you know, let's face it, we shouldn't be in, in the first place because we want to go get the oil or whatever it happens to be. Um, and then they come over here because that's what's going to happen because they're in, you know, they're in, in infesting America with all these quote-unquote refugees that I don't see as refugees. And you stated 70%, and I would drop that somewhere between, you know, the 50 and 60, 65. Um, but they're training them in the tactics that we use to go fight these wars. It goes back to what I told you. You cannot deny. Yeah, but you cannot deny the fact that there is being orchestrated a clash of civilization. Why would you train the enemy to fight us with our own tactics unless there is a purpose? Yeah. I mean, what is that purpose? That purpose, okay, and most people would agree uh, that our president is a Muslim. Yep. I mean, he did vow to the Saudi Arabian king who, on some reports, put him in power. And our president right now, our presidential representative is a plant in some aspects. 
Uh, I don't doubt that. And while that is yeah, hearsay or suggested, um, I don't have a problem suggesting it myself. You're right. They're training you, and well, we're both right. They're training them in how we do what we do, as opposed to what would be the comparison. You know, but you've got a whole bunch of rocks over here, and you know that there's spiders on the other side of those rocks. So what are you going to do? How are you going to defeat them? Okay, well, that's not what we do. When the Army goes in or the Marines go in, it's like, okay, well, we've got eyes on this target and that target and that target, so we're going to call in the Air Force, and they're going to blow them away so we don't have to deal with them one-on-one. Thankfully, they're not going to have an Air Force, but they still need to be dealt with, in this case, in a one-on-one level. I mean, I'm I'm trying not to fear-monger here. I want to wake people up to... The, uh, the the frightening possibility of that happening in America. And certainly with Paris right now, or even if you look at Great Britain, it's almost that same kind of thing. It but really, really look, is. It, it is. It, it's, uh, you're not fear-mongering. You are trying to wrap your head around it. Because you're you're having trouble with it. Because the reason why it doesn't make sense to you is because a smart person, military trained, and you you're a veteran, you would say you wouldn't train the enemy on our own tactics unless there's another agenda. And see, that's the problem. I told you earlier. You name the event that has happened in this country. And, and our and our criminal elements in our government that was behind it, bare minimum allowed it. Okay, some of those events, no, we did them. Why? Because we have criminals running the government that are hell bent on bringing this country to its knees. That's what people can't wrap their head around. Look, China made deals with with. Uh, Obama said, look, go after their guns. We'll help. What did Obama do in his first term? What did he do in his first term? He made deals with 15 countries to use their troops under the banner of NATO over here to stop civil unrest. What was going on with Jade Helm? What is one of the things you would see coming out? And I know you were an expert in Jade Helm. You saw NATO troops being exposed, okay? Not NATO troops, well, NATO, no. NATO military vehicles, okay? Now, the reason why I bring that up is if you go look up Lieutenant Colonel Pete Martinez, this is before Jade Helm ever happened. This was probably a year before it happened. I listened to his interview on that show I like to listen to. He can't talk about it on Fox. They're not going to let him. But he's talked about it. It's on YouTube and in and, and, and Tea Party events and everything. And what he said was, because of his experts, because of his expertise, he said what they're doing is a pre-deployment of the weaponry. He said, look at what they're doing. 
They're, they're giving all these towns and cities, small towns that have no need for it, giving them military hardware, and then says you're responsible for the upkeep. He said, Lieutenant Colonel Pete Martinez said, look, it's a pre-deployment. He said, the average person can't see it. He said, but people in the military can. Why do they put these tanks and and military equipment everywhere? He said, because when everything does go bad in this country, they're going to have their equipment in place. This is an orchestrated plan to bring this country down. Well, there's two, there's two sides to that coin, too. Okay? And, and the, the second side of that, well, I'm in agreement with you that there are a, a number of factions that want to bring America to its knees. And if you, you know, bother to, you know, peruse the U.N., how many Islamic countries are part of the U.N., um, if you if you back away from that a second and you look at um, the pre deployment that's transpiring across America with you know even even colleges having things like rocket launchers where they've, they've tried to actually you know step back from and repeal or grenade grenade launchers not rocket launchers um, mm-hmm. when you back away from that for a second and you look at it okay well the military people that are in America that are paying attention to what's going on, they're going to know where they can go get weapons. They're going to know where they can go get an ATC. They're going to know where they can go get a grenade launcher. They're going to know if they don't have them already, which I think is actually the case myself. Um, Mm -hmm. They're going to know where the weapons are to be able to fight back and push back. And it's not necessarily against the, 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 the federal government of the United States but they're going to know where the weapons are to do something and push back and make a stand. And very few people can, can, well, I shouldn't say a few people, but there is definitely a line there that people are floating at right now. A, a lot of people are floating at. There are people that want to sit there and you know push against the federal government. I don't adhere to that. Um, simply because the federal government is going to shut you down and slam you, throw you into a prison cell that you will never, ever, ever be able to get out of. Um, at the same time, there are factions, obviously, within the federal government that don't adhere to and buy the rhetoric that is coming across regular media that are trying to uh, put you know, military weapons or even defensive situational stuff in the hands of people that know how to use it because how many people have been been fired and how small is our military because of this particular presidential representative uh, laying people off and not pushing for fired specifically that are now in the general population that know how to use this stuff. Yeah, but see... I mean, there are... You are are correct. out there that are quiet. So... You are correct, but look how the establishment has attacked the veterans by denying veterans care or using the ATF to go take the guns. How many You see stories all the time where some veteran, they're trying to take his guns, or you see... I do, absolutely. Yeah, and think of it like back in the Civil War days. 
what you do with a cannon when you were done with it? You would spike it. To the establishment, the, so, the veteran is the same as that cannon. So what, now that they're done with you, what do they do? If you were a pencil pusher in the military that really followed orders, didn't do anything, you, you'll get medical care with no problem because you never spoke. mouth. Yeah. So you got, but if you, if you were specially trained in certain areas, like I have a friend of mine that I grew, that was a childhood friend of mine, he's constantly denied medical care. This guy is a sniper. He's a Marine. You want to know why he can't get medical care? He's an expert in his field. Yeah. But I can't tell him that. The reason why is he's a Democrat and a liberal. <laughs> he don't believe in these. He doesn't believe that this would be or conspiracy. He doesn't understand that you're not going to get the health care you deserve because you're that cannon that needs to be spiked. Because now they have no use right. for you. Well, you know, I know that you know this, uh, but the term conspiracy theorist is a person that doesn't pay attention to the lies spoken by everybody else out there. It's, uh-huh. <laughs> I like conspiracy you and I have many, have, 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 yeah, You and I have had many conversations about a great number of things. And hopefully my my battery here is going to stay online with me. Um, we've had a great many conversations about, you know, conspiracy theories or the political agenda and things like that, which is why I love talking to you. And thank you for, again, thank you for letting me be on your show here. Um, when you look at the, not the demographics, but when you look at the the forum of what's transpiring across the world. Okay, I know you're you're paying you know maybe a nod to the the police, the global police force through the Strong yeah. Cities Initiative that Loretta Lynch talked about at the last yeah. year meeting. Now that Paris has been attacked, they're going to talk about this at the next UN meeting. Well, oh, that's going to be a big push right there because this will give him the political clout now of why they need it. Problem, reaction, right. solution. The Hegelian dialectic. Right. I didn't even think of that. If you, go back, <laughs> if you go back a number of years, um, the, the Islamic countries that are part of the UN want to silence any... Uh, not necessarily dissent. rhetoric, or yes, dissent is the actual word against Islam within the UN itself. So they've started to adopt a uh, a, a self-silencing standpoint when they talk about things in the UN. Even even the OIC does not um, uh, 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 speak against the fact that certain elements within Islam will push a radical agenda. Even they don't speak against it. They just want the terminology, terminology you know, changed 
that it doesn't make Islam look so bad. And I actually saw one today. I actually saw one today where a lot of Muslims were denouncing the ISIS attacks. Now, take that with a grain of salt, but, you know. Well, you know, if you want to follow Muhammad and live your life how he lived his life, which is what you're supposed to do under Islam, you're going to come to a point at which you must fight the infidel. And if you look at the, mm-hmm. the definition of infidel, it is somebody, somebody that does not follow uh, any religion, specifically their own religion. That is the definition of infidel. Anytime you hear an imam speak against you know, an infidel, they're speaking against a person that doesn't follow Islam. And if you want to, you really want to take a look at Islam. Islam is the thinking, thoughts, ideas, and persuasion of one man. One. Period. End of story. And it supposedly was handed to him by Allah slash God. Period. That's that's it. End of story. The comparison to that, Christianity or Catholicism, okay, Christianity was written by a number of people across a number of years by a number of people, supposedly, I say that because there's atheists that listen and there's Christians that listen and you can adhere to whatever side you wish to. Uh, Christianity was founded and built and proscribed by more than one person. Islam, yes. one guy, how he saw things, period, end of story. That's it. One guy supposedly handed all this stuff by God to him. And it was how he saw things and how he interpreted things. One versus a whole bunch of people over a number of years. And when, when when you compare religion, I think that in any aspect, in any consciously thinking person, uh, when you have more than one individual interjecting a thought, a process, a viewpoint, you can get a better picture about how things ought to be. Not not, necess- not specifically, and yeah, not necessarily a religion. But anything that you deal with on a day-to-day basis, when you have more than one input, oh, hey, dude, hey, George, that really makes sense, man. Peter, hey, dude, that's another awesome thought. Let's put that together. Sean, you know, wait a minute. That is, where, did, where did you come up with that? And see, that is the one the thing, thing about Christianity that why it is primarily a religion of peace. Now, it doesn't believe in self-defense, yes. It believes in that strongly. But you got a bunch of people that were to come together to search out the scriptures together so you would not have one person that would get you to drink the (laughs) Kool-Aid. 
We know who that <laughs> reference is for, don't we? <laughs> is that strawberry Kool-Aid or is that cherry? Wait a minute, no. That's lime kiwi. What? I mean, I, I, I will have to say this. What I was... What I was going to tell you earlier, why I snickered earlier, did you see yeah. where the college girls that are angry because the Paris attacks took away from their protest in the media? Oh, no, I didn't see that. But, oh, I'm so sorry that, that, that you know, this video has gotten in the way of your, your stuff. That was laughable. But now, back to your thoughts. You know, it, 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 it drives me crazy. I mean, we have, there's so much division across the world, racial, monetarily, uh, men and women, okay? And, and I don't think that Bruce Jenner should have been voted in as woman of the year because, period, genetically, man, Sorry, whether you not, whether or not you've had a dick cut off of me or not, uh, you're a dude. Sorry, genetically, you're a dude. You can take all the pills you want. You're a dude. That's not yeah. my argument. You want to be a woman? Yeah, fine. You can go get gender reassignment, and you can take all these other pills. Fine, be a girl. Whatever. When you look at the big picture across the world itself. And Paris is obviously now realizing this because there's been a number of people in the uh, Parisian or French parliament speaking against Islam, which they should do so to ban it. Islam does not give you a choice. There is no choice. There is no none, period. You must follow Muhammad's teaching, period. And when more women understand, and what really sucks is come to the realization that under Islam, under Sharia law, a woman is a slave. Period. You have no say. You are material. That's it. I have numerous first-hand accounts that, you know, you want... That, that women certainly need to be paying attention to. And it just it boggles my mind that organizations that push women's rights aren't paying attention to this and making a bigger stand against Islam, especially in the United States. Because you are treated in Islam, a woman is a slave, period. That's it. End of story. You yeah. have no place. You are property. Uh-huh. And the rest of it is convert or die. That's what it boils down to. I mean, I've read enough of the Quran, and the beginnings of Quran are peace and let's all get along. Let's you know, you know, pull on the uh, Rodney King. Let's all get along and be peaceful and things like that. But as the Quran progresses, it gets more and more and more violent. If you don't adhere, we're going to kill you. If you do this, we're going to punish you. You're going to get lashes. We're going to stone you to death. Women are inferior. Men are number one. 
And anybody that, that, any man that is, I'll say, in touch with himself and really understand and be secure in himself can understand that woman has a brain on the top of her head. There's more than pits to that woman. There really is. Women think. They deal with stuff that guys don't deal with. And when you want to talk about equality among genders or whatever it happens to be, when you belittle a woman or even belittle a man, and no, it's not equal. And every guy out there at the age of like, you know, 12, 13, 14 is like, oh, I got to I got to I got to I got to Well, all of these things certainly tie in together. So at the same time, women are not just out there looking to, you know, get some. Yeah. Well, I would be willing to say you would you would agree that you don't want to be equal to women and most good women don't want to be equal to men. One, who is better at raising the children? The women are. Who is better at, well, what do they do that we can't? They give birth. I don't want to do that. I, hey, I am a... I had kidney stones, dude. I do not want to give birth. (laughs) I'll admit, I'm a wimp. I would not want to go through that pain. So I give women props, mad props for doing that. Because if if it was up to men to have the children, there would have been cloning centuries ago. <laughs> that would have been invi- that would have been invented before there was fire. <laughs> well, maybe a really close second, but yeah, I get it. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it just something that Islam does not recognize is that women think they really do, and they have an important part in how things progress. Do I want to see the likes of Hillary Clinton as my president? No, absolutely not. She's a liar. She's a thief. She's a degenerate. Okay. Um, it, and I actually proposed a question not long ago, um, a comparison and a choice. If we had to choose between Hillary Clinton or Sarah Palin, I would choose Sarah Palin. She didn't lie. She's a better shot. She may act stupid, uh, but yeah. she is definitely a better choice when it comes to yeah. protecting people in America. Because obviously... Hillary Clinton doesn't care because uh, she denied, you know, protection or more security forces in Benghazi 600 times. Yeah. Well, and you're right. I mean, there's there's a lot there's a lot of things at play here. And if we watch this over the next few days, trust me, things will come out. Like Joe Biggs, you remember me having him on the show that one time. I saw a report that yeah. he did where about the CIA meeting with uh, the French intelligence like two days before the event happened. Um, that That's a red flag. You're talking like Charlie Hebdo there. Well, no, this was uh, the 
just saw the report today where Joe Biggs just put it out because he went over there. Uh, the CIA oh, 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 French okay. intelligence two days before the ISIS attack. So anytime you got certain little patterns happen, yeah, they're red flags. So it's it's one of those things that you have to watch because it is a key signature of bare minimum we allowed it to happen. Was there prior knowledge, that type deal. But it's coming to the end of the show, folks, and I have Robert Kilpatrick, a.k.a. Keeper, on the FPC network, and he runs, he has the show Mindful on Wednesday nights from 7 to 9. Would you like to announce the web address for your show? Yes, www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash radio FPC 2015, and we do run... Uh, 7 and 9 p.m. There's a couple other shows you might want to check out, but if you look at that web address, you can find out what we have in store for you. Uh, I appreciate your time, Brian. Uh, thank you for having me on the show. I mean, it's been dynamite. I mean, we do have some awesome conversations when we talk about this stuff, and I wish that more people would be willing to chime in and make some kind of a reference and pay attention. 90 to what's going seconds. On. There are more people waking up and looking at this stuff and realizing that, wait a minute. These people that are on, on Block Talk Radio and small stations, they got their ear to the train tracks going, you know, bad things are coming, and this is really, really real, so maybe we should pay attention to these people. Maybe we shouldn't, you know, listen to ABC or NBC or Fox or whatever it happens to be, because these people know what's going on. 60 seconds. In a different light, because they don't have to adhere to a corporate dollar, which yes. is absolutely and- true. In our case. Yep. And this has been Brian Robertson on the Rights of the Few. And you can follow me on the Rights of the Few wordpress.com, also on YouTube and on TalkShoe. You have a choice. So, <laughs> Keeper, it's always a pleasure. I do enjoy your shows and I love the conversations we have. You challenge me in some areas. We don't always agree, and I don't care because you challenge me, and that's what matters is you get me thinking. And everyone, I just want to tell you all to have a good night, and God bless you all. Keeper, thanks for coming on, and I'll see you all next Sunday. Peace in, brother. Bye. Thank you for using Blog Talk Radio. Goodbye.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.